179 of the iHeartMiko podcast. I'm Miko Grimes. I'm recording in my bedroom in my home in Los Angeles. We got Hustle joining me today. What's up, Hustle? What up, people? What's up with Miko? I know you've been seeing people talking shit to you online. Man, I'm coming. They be at my throat, too. I got to keep it civil. I almost turned into Miko. <laughs> you might have to. What do people be saying, Hustle? Because they be talking me because you don't respond enough. And I'll be like, what you want me to do? They be going in. I didn't know. Now, I start, anytime I see somebody responds, I respond now. I don't care who it is. I don't care how demeaning, how disrespectful it is. I'm learning to take that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what's respond. funny People think that their opinion is the right one all the time. And I have to explain to them, like when you're talking about sports, majority of this is opinion based. You know, it's guessing, you know, using educated guesses, you know, thinking about scenarios and your experience, your IQ. Nobody's like perfect, but people think they're right. (laughs) Man, (laughs) those comments be like, what? First of all, you you just biased. Yes, I am biased toward my team. Duh. Who's not? God damn. They get so mad when you say things about their team that they don't agree with, they don't like. And I like that energy. I like for people to, you know, go back and forth and argue. But I don't like when they just automatically tell you're wrong about something that's an opinionated guess. Like, how am I? It hasn't even happened yet. Like, Amen. how am I wrong? You could say you're probably going to be wrong, or I kind of disagree. I would, th- you know, but it's like, come on, dog. People get really butthurt about certain stuff. So you just, the more you get on here, the more you start interacting. I got a strong opinion. So people are naturally going to know that whoever I have on here needs a strong opinion too. So you just got to take it with a grain of salt and don't even just. Oh, we rocking now. I ain't doing no tripping, y'all. They go, they, they getting all of me. They, yeah, <laughs> they getting all of you. Yeah, hey. So I wanted to have you on a couple of days ago. We supposed to do this big three conversation, but um, man, vacation. Aiden got sick. Yeah, he got sick right after me. And but what was so good about his sickness only lasted like a day and a half because he's super healthy and everything. So. He got sick, so I had to, you know, be a mom, you know, just kind of bring things down. And uh, then it was the holiday, you know, so he had some people over when he got better, had a little pool party. So we was just just chilling. I I didn't really want to work too much since I worked all weekend with the big three. I was trying to take those days to just kind of hang out with the family and everything. Because when we get back, you know, shit's back to normal. Aiden's at school and everything. But we got to get this big three conversation off before this discussion We got it. We got up. Oh, it's 420. It's officially 420. Oh, man. It's that time. Oh, where you at, huh? Yeah. You said it's always, whatever is 420 somewhere. It's 420. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Okay. So, <laughs> Big Three took place <laughs> this weekend. Um, <laughs> Killer Three is the team I picked. 
early on. What team did you pick? I picked the three-headed monster just because I like <laughs> Reggie Evans. You yeah. like Reggie Evans. I remember yeah. that. They took third. Yeah. You but know. I mean, but but I, told you, I told you the uh, Joe Johnson team was the best. They're the younger. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? But that's just the team that I like because he's my favorite player in the big three. Right, right, right. Well, um, they got third place. Now, let me ask you this. Since you said it was an asterisk by Kawhi Leonard's championship because everybody was injured. Is there an asterisk by the three-headed monsters getting third place because power was wounded than a motherfucker? No, if we're going to do that, then we're going to nullify triplets' whole championship then, if that's the case, because we didn't get to see we didn't get to see uh, Cat, 50, and Big Baby at the same time all year, really. Just think, Cat been out all year. Then Not 50. all year. Cat wasn't out all year. I'm, I'm, talking, early. I'm talking about early on, he was player of the year candidate, MVP yeah. candidate, then got hurt. That's, I right. mean, that's my point exactly. Like, you lost, you lose the MVP candidate, and then 50, he wasn't even the best player on the team. I mean, he was. I mean, I'm talking about the fourth quarter, McGetty. That's what I'm saying. Corey McGetty is the best yeah. player. Before. But I'm saying Catino got hurt first is what I'm saying. You yeah. know, the first three games, he was rocking him and Joe and Johnson. Corey wasn't playing at all in the first three games, remember? Cat- uh, Corey mm-hmm. wasn't. Yeah, and then when Catino went down, Corey played, because that was in Atlanta. Remember, they was, they was cutting players at that point. Yeah. <laughs> sitting on the bench too long. With <laughs> Yo, I found out some crazy shit about that, too, though. Like, like I don't even want to – I didn't ask permission to talk about that, so let me not say that. Yeah. But I found out niggas was really asking for niggas' heads in the league. Like, he got to go. He got to go. He got to go. These niggas is sitting here taking up space. And there was a lot of guys that wasn't drafted or wasn't picked up that was kind of sitting in the wings really wanting to play. One of them was my homie uh, Solomon Jones. You know, so, yeah, so it was a bunch of guys that wanted an opportunity to play. And there was guys just sitting on the bench. So the big three had to make that move you know, three weeks into the season and let niggas know, like, either you, you a patient or you a player. You a player. And we give it all patience. <laughs> by Baron. By, by Baron, by Lamar. Yeah. I felt bad for Jermaine O'Neal because his was really seriously medical, you know, with his heart condition and stuff. But you got to you gotta pass the sticks. It's, hey, niggas got to be ready to play. Got to be ready. Yeah. But, but we need to... Nah, that's another topic. Oh, what is it? Big three related? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, let's let's shoot this before we get no, to. No, the- why they doing? Why they doing these player changes? Uh, they want to be. They need to start making coaching changes. We okay. <laughs> if you talk about the championship teams, then hold Man. on. Is it other coaches too, or are you just talking about they, the? Championship? That ain't the only team, but that's the main one. Shit. You know what? I feel like, um, you know, what the league is trying to do, the same thing with some players as well, is they want these big-name coaches because these are draws. These are ticket draws. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you see certain names on the coaching roster, you don't even know if they're good coaches. You just remember their game or you heard about their game because a lot of these guys are older, you know, that, you know, their game wasn't on TV like that. But you know who they are. You know their legacy. So I think the league just starting off, you have to do certain things, get big names. And eventually, 
I think these players are going to realize, like, you know what? It's cool to have this, this name as my coach, but I really want somebody that could really coach. They really know how to do it. And coaching three, three on three is different. You know, yeah. it's a completely different type of game. The strategy is different. Um, it, it seems easier, but it's really not. You know, especially on defense, because you got to make decisions like that quick. Yeah. You got to have already instilled that in your teams. Even the subs, like shit, when the sub out, your rotation, playing your bitch. Like, you see, Lisa Leslie wasn't playing. Pargo didn't, you know what I mean? Uh, what's the, uh, they had like three guys sitting on the bench. I almost had to look and say, who was them? Yeah. Because after Al Jefferson started, he usually didn't really go back in the game at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Lisa, she, you could tell she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows how to use her players. I talked to her a lot about Joe coming out, and she was just like, me personally, he's not going to come out of any game unless he asks for a sub. You know, she told me that. And she was like, well, I really just have to make sure the two that's with him, I'm working around him. But at all times, she's got Joe out there, and he, his cardio is right. That's another thing niggas wasn't ready for in this league, cardio. Yes. Really you don't understand, like, five-on-five five full court is a different – it's a weaker cardio. It's yeah. weaker. Three-on-three, three, you don't get no breaks. When they run back to that three-point line, you got to be running back to your man. You don't even have to run. They can pass that hole and throw it right back in on your ass. <laughs> and you got to slap the ground and be ready to go it. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a different game. You know, and so you could tell, like, Gilbert Arenas wasn't ready. Wasn't ready. He admitted. Wasn't ready. You know, niggas just don't realize that you can't just come to practice on the, on the day before the games. They have to practice the day before the game. And it's really a light practice to shoot around. Some guys just use it to get shots up. Other guys play one-on-one against each other. And, you know, some coaches take it even a step further and they run sets. They have plays. So you can tell who the teams are that took it very serious and that knew, like, you know what? I want to be prepared for every moment because them shits matter. That 50 comes quick, you know? Man. And so I, I think this – I think next year, like, people are really excited now. Teams are – like, you could tell niggas are mad. And I feel like niggas are going to make decisions. You can't be on the team with your friends. Yes, because he's a homie. It might not work well with you. Don't work like that, man. This going They're going to have to make some changes. It was exciting. I ain't gonna lie. This was, yeah. That's why I said they got to make culture changes now. They they start making player changes. So you can tell they start getting serious. They won't play at the yeah. same shape and everything. Yes. Now you, they got to start doing the same thing with the coaching because the league is here to stay. We know what it is. We here. It ain't going anywhere. So that we we kind of it's time to I'm get competitive. Slowly move up on my my levels of the league. You know, I'm starting off in the projects right now doing my own show but you know what I like this league I feel like it fits me more than it, the NBA or the NFL because first of all weed is one of the sponsors hello <laughs> second of all the majority of the players are in my age group these are guys whose games I knew since college we, since we know. NBA you know what I mean so like we're all on the same like age level I'm, I'm a little older because I'm 44 but the majority of them, I was watching them as an adult, you know? Yeah. And I knew, I know a lot of them personally as well. So I just feel like it would e be easier for me to cover. Um, 
it's three on three. It's quick. So it's, and it's only on the weekends. So my husband is not playing right now. But even if he was, he doesn't play in the summer. You know, it's just something for me to do over the summer every weekend to turn up. And him and his dad. Got a good, got a good assistant. You got, you got, he was late, nigga. Got an A1, I got an A1 I had this nigga be my assistant in Dallas. He was late to the motherfucker, get to the game. That was it. Everything else is all right. The other little shit, but you was oh. late. What? So, 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 what we gonna do is turn me down. We not gonna pay homage at all to none of the great no, things you I didn't did. Give me an opportunity. You tooted your own horn before I got an opportunity. Oh, okay, 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 okay. The okay. fact that when I had to do my my one on ones and my my um solo interviews and my intros, you were dope. Like you encouraged me. You helped me. You t you know showed me like do it this way you know because I was showing telling you about me needing more energy into him so you were good you have a lot of assets but one of the things you cannot fucking be is late you can't be late I, I, you I, lost the job already we talked about this with R J when he was competing with you for that one job R J was late. What happened? He got smoked. You just don't have any competition. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. <laughs> Man. So, Corey McGetty retired. That was his last game, win or lose. Um, he had a great, I mean, three years, he won a championship and an MVP. What else is he playing for? Yeah. You know, his body is obviously reacting and saying, hey, we could do this, but we could not. Yeah. <laughs> he might make the big three Hall of Fame when it, when it, when it exists. Yeah. <laughs> The, all, the top 50, big three. Yeah, top 50. Yeah. But Corey, you know, I like seeing him uh, in this league. You know, he's just real professional. You know, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's just a good overall human being. You know, he represents black men well and, and NBA players well. It's just a good, good look. You know, he don't never say, like, I tried to get him rattled in a couple of press conferences with some questions, and he always took the classy route out of it, like... Everything. Everything, you know, I bake niggas in, in the well, press. Right. well, dress well, like, yeah, <laughs> I, the bake game niggas. I bake niggas with certain questions. I want to get some energy. I want some attitude. I want some shit talking. He never failed for any of it. He's just a real classy guy. He's just, you know, real cool. I asked him if he remembered me because we I was staring at him. And he was kind of looking at me. And I was like, do you remember me? He was like, I don't know, but you look so familiar. I was like, I used to braid your hair when you played for the Clippers. He used to call me him and um, Darius Miles. Uh, I think there was somebody else on the team that had braids too. I'm not sure, but they used to call me the most random hours, two o'clock in the morning sometimes, and after getting out of the club and need their hair rebraided for the games the next day. And guess who? I was in college. And guess oh. who was getting up going to braid that hair? Me. <laughs> you got <Yeah>. to go. <laughs> they was they was paying. They was fucking pain. I used to, you know, I used to give them all kind of different. If y'all go back and look at Corey McGetty and Darius Miles Braves when they played for the Clippers, that was me. <laughs> so when I said that to him, he remembered me and everything. He was like, "Oh shit, I remember you now." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, that was me." I went on to bust people's asses, you know, in basketball like that. Oh, <laughs> I went right overseas after that too. For real. 
silky. Yep, from brain hair for extra change on the side to get buckets to hoop overseas. I was hustling in college. I had to because you couldn't work. You know, I was a two-sport athlete, basketball and track, heptathlete, so I had to train more than everybody. But I hustled. I sold weed in college. Ain't ashamed to say it. <laughs> I threw parties in my dorms where you had to pay five and ten dollars to get in. But you know, we had the hunch punch. We had the big jug of punch, and it was there till it ran out. You know, we had kegs. You know, we was I was hustling in college. Damn. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> but anyways, um, speaking of good times, did you see me? Doing something white at the game? Did you see it on Instagram? See, doing something white? Yes. What were you doing? The wave or something? No. Oh, my God. So, the the dunk team, you know how all the the leagues have their own dunk teams? Like the guys, the trampoline jumpers and everything? Mm -hmm. So, I went to a lot of the games. So, I got to see every city's dunk team. And when I got to Utah, I was like, why are all these dunkers white? Where the black niggas at? And I was like, I'm in Utah. Of course they all white. And I was like, they were probably trash as fuck, right? Thinking, I'm thinking that, my nigga, they were lit. They were lit. Lit. I'm gonna go look it up. Nigga, they- so, so I'm, I'm ready to talk shit. I had it on my Instagram and everything. Like, look at this all white dunk team. And after I watched it, I was like, oh shit. That was fucking dope. They didn't miss nothing. They serious. It was, it was on. It was a lot more flipping. And, like, I found out later that there were some gymnasts on the team. So, afterwards, so they were invited to the championship game probably because they were the best. True. And so um, I ran into them. And I was like, yo, y'all the white dunkers from Utah. And they was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, my bad. I just never seen a white dunk, all white dunk team. I've seen a white boy here and there on those teams, but the majority of them niggas, no matter what city you in. And they was like, yeah, you know, we white. We didn't realize that that was a thing. But yeah, we all white. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, y'all was the best that I saw the whole summer. So props to y'all. Congratulations, y'all made it to the championship. Like, that's dope. And they was like, you want to join us for our act? I was like, doing what? And they was like, you can sit on his shoulders. You just sit on his shoulders and they'll hold the balls like this and they'll just jump up and grab it and dunk it. I was like, oh, yeah. So you holding, so you holding balls. Dog, they was like, wait a minute. What if stood <laughs> on his shoulders and he's standing up and do the same thing? Nigga, I was like, <laughs> I did. At first, I said no. I was like, hell no. Hell no. I'm not white enough for that shit, you know? So this is what ended up happening, my nigga. Oh, my fucking God. Okay, Renee. Oh, you bold. Crazy, right? Okay, I thought they was gonna go over your head at first. I was like, these motherfuckers finna jump over her? Oh, that would <laughs> Were you scared? When, when uh, they... No, you know what made me nervous is, so I run out from courtside with them, and guess who's right there? As soon as I go to, they taught me this maneuver to jump up on his 
his shoulders to stand up there. LeBron pulls his phone out. He's like, LeBron's like this. So and I'm like, like, I'm nervous. You like the LeBron, I ain't recording me. Dog, I was more nervous. I was like, he's only recording just in case I fall. Like, he really, everybody's waiting for me to fall. For real. That's what I was thinking. Wow. I was like, I'm not going to fall. <laughs> and it was one dude holding me. They taught me to, like, you know, use my core and lock my leg back. And he was holding my ankles like this. So I felt secure. We did it outside as one try. And I got up so quick on the first try. I was like, boom, boom, boom. I was like, oh, it wasn't as scary as I thought. Okay, I can do this. Shit, I used to. <laughs> I did it. I was so proud of myself. Nah, that's some dope shit. I wouldn't have done it. I know, because you're black. And I did some white shit. Like I said, I did some white shit. But uh, let's get to this game, man. We got to get to this game. So Indeed. Okay, so obviously the triplets won. Do you think the better team won? The better, probably so. The better team. I mean, it w would it be the better team? Probably did win, but but they could have been beat because they only played one way, and yeah. nobody ever tried to make them play play different. And I felt like that was a part of the the problem for the the Killer Threes. I knew that Stack was going to put the team on his back and he would want that matchup the whole time. But I thought it was a bad idea because we watched that movie every weekend. Say, man. Only I one like team Stack. has ever been. You my guy, Stack. Ooh-wee. He kind of he got loose a couple of times. He kind of got his bag a little bit. He was <laughs> <laughs> you know, now Stat crossed him in a crucial moment in the game, crossed him, and then Joe fouled him. And then and he, they called that, a that foul. Was the first half. That was a big that was a big play because it helped yes. get to 25. Yes, first. you see what it I mean? It was a big momentum shift. And I felt yeah. like the refs missed an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta call that. That's a foul, especially just on the strength that it wasn't like he was right there. Like, he beat him. He crossed yeah, he that him. nigga. He gave him, you know, he gave him some sauce. And it's just, you got to reward, you know, you got to reward Stacks. Uh, Joe had just hit a jumper on him right before that. No, they was going wow. at it. What are you yeah. They was going to. Man, Stag, listen to me. Stack Jack brought out his championship medal. Like, that was the best Stack Jack I've seen in a long time. That was the best I've seen in the playoffs. He saved his was, best for last. That was the best I've seen since he was in uh, uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yes. Yeah, that was Charlotte Stack Jack right there. Hey. The best of the abilities right now because, you know, niggas get washed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't play for a while, you get washed. But Stack brought his game. I just still feel like they should have gave Joe a little bit of nitty. You know what I'm saying? They should have gave him some nitty. Like, you got to show him different looks. You got to put somebody quicker than him on him. Make him bring back him down. If you're going to do that, you double at him. You know? He should have coached. He didn't Who? coach. Who didn't? Uh, Charles Oakley. He didn't coach. I'm used coach. to him not coaching, though. Huh? I'm used to him not coaching. Man, I'm, I, it's a championship. I'm trying to win. 
He didn't make no, like, I don't know. His, he stayed his, with the same lineup for so long. He was 14 so, to 21, I think, before he made a sub. Oh and, and then, you know, you let Allen, uh, Allen get off, which no shade. Allen, you know what I'm saying, is nice. But when have we ever seen Allen get seven points quick like that? I mean, it's, it's not the point of getting out. It's the point uh, of, of him scoring. It was how he scored. If yeah. it had been seven points off our jumpers or something, we're like, okay. <laughs> but he ice-on, he ice-on, has he, give it, sit him give down. CJ, sit CJ down. That's, yeah. that's why they lost. Yeah. I'm not – like, you know, and CJ is a good player. You know, I'm not knocking him out as a player. That thing, my nigga. CJ brought the, brought the rifle, but he ain't never, never, nigga, had a seat. I ain't never had seen CJ with a seat, dog. Never. But and a, it's a, everybody don't have everything. I'm saying is we don't, when you got a, a when you already got your go-to score. Yeah. You don't need, a, the rifle shit, that don't matter. You need somebody that can give you some of everything. Yeah. That's why. That's why with Joe Johnson starting, they know Joe Johnson's going to give you 20 points, 20-some points. You just need some people now that's going to give you some of everything in yeah. the midst of it. They can, man, you come on, man. When he put Frank in, Frank came. They were down. He came and changed the whole – he yeah. changed the whole dynamic of the, the game. The energy off the bench. Man, he, when he closed out, got the tip on the jumper, yep. the, the, the putback, the, the hustle, the, like – I mean, it was just all a, those long rebounds. You remember all those long yes. rebounds that Allen uh, Anderson got? Yo, Frank would, was getting all those in every other game. Yeah. Every he, I'm talking about he bring. It was just like to me. I feel like he should have played him and Dante Green more because the the energy that they was play. Like, I mean, you know, like I don't know, man. I just feel like they played like. They were playing like some suburb kids, and Frank Nitty playing like a kid from the projects. You know what I'm saying? Like, like projects. Yes, and when you want to win, you gotta have some of them kids that, that play like they from the, like they from them jacks. Yeah. You can't be playing like suburb when you got these physical Joe physical. You know what I'm saying, man? It, yeah, it just Mario I just. Physical. Yeah, Jamario physical. Allen like the Allen was banging like it just like you got to be able to match that. You know what I'm saying? They and, and they couldn't. They they didn't do nothing different. Maybe maybe that's why Stack wanted to take him on by himself. Maybe he didn't feel like his team would really match his energy on every single possession. Cause I never saw Stack take a possession off. Now that last shot, I know that there was a screen, but he you got to get your hand up. No, I I just I don't. But that's not even what I mean. Different. I mean, like when I say something different, meaning. Um, Joe Johnson ain't finna have twenty something points. Make Allen see if Allen Allen Anderson what Allen I mean, can get twenty some points. Can Jamario Moons go twenty some points? Well, how do you do that in the big three though? Because you can't. You know, it's tough to deny somebody the spacing. Like you, you really gotta always be in some type of help. Yeah, you could be in some type of zone defense. If Jamario, if, if Allen Henderson makes a three, if he make a – I would rather him shoot three jumpers than Joe Johnson shoot three jumpers, yeah. period. You're right. That's just what it is. Well, we gonna you, zone. So what do you do, deny Joe? 
Yeah, it's not whenever a joke get in and he get to go to his ISO, whoever that person is at the whoever the person is at the at the three point line, going that person's gonna slide over the ice to Joe. And he's gonna either have to shoot that rush that jumper or on pass the toe dude at the three point line and, and see if he can make a Yes, and we're gonna live and, and gonna, die by that. That's what you yeah, said. Yeah, we're gonna fly and rotate off that and see what happened. But we know for a fact ISO Joe can't be guarded one on one. In this league, nobody in the league that can. Yeah, do that. so we already know that. So what are we gonna try for? Like that don't even make sense. Like you know, no, I I would have put I would have put Frank Nitty on them because he's quick and yeah. made it where he would have had to turn his back and then send the help. And you, with Steve Jackson being six eight, him being a tall help, let him rotate over and help. And then that's he, what I was thinking too. That's yeah. why I was like, they should have used Frank, but he played like. Four minutes, yeah, my nigga. And then, and then when, when you pass it out, Frank Nitty fast enough to rotate back over and stop the penetration. Easy basketball. Now this person going to have to make, make 10, 15 jumpers and score 20-some points to beat us. Because Joe Johnson – because I think in their whole season, Joe Johnson was the only leading scorer for them. Only. He led so, the league. Yes. He averaged 22, I think, a game. Yeah, 21-9. But I'm saying is, but you know how sometimes. And assists. Yeah, but but you know how sometimes another game, this person might lead them, might be the leading scorer that game. Um, they said every game Joe Johnson was their leading scorer. Yes, and he had, I think the lowest game he might have had, and I'm guessing, I think he had 18 once. Yeah. Every time after that, he had 21 or more. Yeah, I'm. And, and that's what, remember we was arguing early on, and I kept saying the reason that I didn't trust the triplets is because I haven't seen anybody else bring it. They start off every single game behind, and then they put the fucking team on Joe's back, and he go on a run, catch them up, and at the end, he just going to pick his poison. If you put somebody smaller on him, he going to post the nigga up. If, he's, if he big, he finna work you outside and probably pull up for four point on you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like – that was their strategy the whole season. And with Lisa just subbing around him based on whatever the other team put in, it was genius. But nobody ever made them do anything different. Yeah, that's what, that's why I was like, nah, you got to make them do something. You know, I'm not going to lose that way. Even if I lose, I'm not going to lose because Joe Johnson, he's going to have to have 10 assists. He's going to have to have something. Somebody he's he's shot, so. and pull up all day and doing all that shit like he was doing. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Man, 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 man. But it was a good game, man. It, I feel like uh, we weren't cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like if it was coached better on the killer three side, it would have probably went into overtime. It probably, you know what I'm saying? It would have yeah. been it. But all things even, do you still think the triplets would have won the game? No. You, talk to me. I'm, I honestly don't think so. I feel like if he if 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 he would have used his speed, his youth, his grittiness, and made them do something different, like that's the game. That's how you win in basketball. Make people beat you a way they don't like to do it. You know, like a person is a shooter. If Steph Curry is a shooter, yeah, he's a great shooter. But we make him go to the whole all game. Are you denying it? We it, like okay. We gonna make you go to the hole, and that's a total different game. That's what that's what I was expecting them to do. That's why I said coaching needs to be more prevalent in this game because they not they didn't they no ain't no way 
Joe Johnson finna go off for twenty something points, and I'm coaching the team. Especially after you watched it happen. And I watched it happen multiple times. No, ain't no. And she on, and they weren't playing their subs as much. Nah, we gonna rotate. We gonna put some speed out there. We gonna make those. Jamario Moon gonna be a scorer today. Cause you know what I think happened too. If you watched, I watched all season. I know you did too. But what I noticed too is. There were times where teams would try to double Joe. They would try to do stuff, and he would pass out of it. He would find the right guy every time. And guys wasn't killing the, the scoreboard, but they was hitting big shots. Are you take, you know what I'm saying? Just getting that one to make that other team afraid to keep trying something different. You know, it's, it's almost like niggas just don't want to run a strategy. Like, you know, you just sometimes you got to stick with a strategy. Like pop. Yeah. Yeah, you got to run this. I mean, if you run a strategy right, no way does Joe have 20-something points. If you run a strategy like we said, we run a – no way he have 20-something points. And I feel like it's going to be hard to get to 50 if you look at that team and if you, and you take away Joe Johnson's aggressiveness. It's hard for me to picture them getting to 50. Fast. Yeah, that's just, you know what I'm saying? We gonna... Uh, but, you know, also, you know, I just, I was, I never really, let me say this, because we didn't really get the Drew Lee Frank Nitty this summer either. You know what I'm saying? He showed up his first, but you could tell that the shit just wasn't right. Like, who would, who wants to be worried about being subbed out all the time and sitting on the bench? Like, why would you put a nigga like him on the start off the bench to begin with? Like I don't understand. Would you? Do you think him coming off the bench on that team is a smart move? Because he did it a lot this summer. No, I didn't like him coming off the bench at all. I was just thinking that if he did bring him off the bench, he would stop coaching and yelling and let him play. Just because you know how when you bring players off the bench, usually since I'm thinking he has an NBA mindset, you know, like you don't want Jamal Crawford starting. If he's just starting guard, you know, you you like okay because he he just plays how he plays basketball. He hoops. Yeah. So you thinking when he come off the bench, that means he gets to do whatever he want to do in his time out there. But yeah, so I'm you thinking, let him loose. So I'm thinking he's gonna let him loose because he's bringing him off the bench. But you ain't you ain't letting him loose, and then you still not you fucking still, playing. Yeah. So I'm like, nah, man, he got to go. <clears throat> do you think? Excuse me. <clears throat> do you think some of the issues was because like <clears throat> I'm looking at it like. Maybe Oak doesn't like non-NBA guys. That's what I was thinking. It looks like that, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was it's just no, like... It's no respect there. Yeah. And when you when you have a guy like... Like, obviously, <coughs> obviously, Stack picked him for a reason. He put him on the team for a reason. Stack knows his game. Most basketball players know his game. He's, he, I saw on his Instagram, he posted that LeBron said what's up to him. And like he was like, damn, you know me? He was like, yeah, nigga, I, I see you. I see you <laughs> out here. So it's like you got you got to know who Frank Nitty is. <laughs> and for you to not embrace that, you have to be willing to embrace that type of game on your team. You can't have no issue with that. You got to let that go. You got to let that fly however it's flying on any given day. That type of game, you you let that free. That's some that's some Lou Will shit. That's some Jay Crawl type of shit. But even outside of that, 
you basically are you saying uh, and fuck it you 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 basically stand it CJ Watson is that many minutes better than Frank's Frank Nitty is that what you're saying I'm saying mm-hmm. even fuck the talent fuck just saying just from the naked eye if you just watch those two guys play are you basically that's what Chuck that's what he's saying he's that many minutes better than Nitty like no you don't even know who's the better player well, right. I feel like I know who the better player, but come yeah. on, man. You can't even match the 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 intensity first and then the defense second, the hustle, the shit that the, – the intangible things that don't show up on stat lines that Frank Nitty's doing when he's in the game. Man, no, it's, that's – not I play. No defense, dog. Man, hu- I'm saying hustle, energy, effort. Rebounds. It's more needed and it's more – required in the big three than it is in five on five yes so it's like that speed that you're not gonna use it all come on man especially in the championship game like you really gonna just sit this nigga and when they don't have no speed though yeah when they don't have who gonna go out the moon Allen? no who's gonna go out here that's why i was i was watching that shit perplexed i was like Come on, man. I was looking. I said, "Do I got Frank?" I was like, "Do I got Frank?" No, this some ho- this the whole this the whole shit I've seen. Uh, in his own city, my nigga, in front of his home man. crowd, his his the city. Like, come on, Frank Nitty owns the city right now. Like, LeBron is here, but in the summer, in the summer, Frank Nitty owns LA. That's just what it is. Three three Drew League championships. Like this nigga had 101 points in one weekend in the Drew League and was over here getting benched by the killer threes. Like, come on, man. Nigga scored 60 and 41 in a weekend. Yeah, I just feel like I, we need to see some, I, I don't know, man. I just need some 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 adjustments, some keep getting keep getting younger. <laughs> keep getting mm-hmm. younger. Yeah, some coaching. Yeah, cause there's some guys I'd want to see eat. You got that play, man. I want. Yeah, they went on a nine zero run. I'm looking at some notes I took. Nine zero run, thirty nine forty one. Nine zero run, moon free throws, baseline three. Allen tipped the ball, got his own rebound. Joe post up, kick out. Nigga, they was just. It just seemed like they got out hustled too a little bit. That's that's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. In three on three. Yeah. Hustle, energy, and movement is way more important. That's the most important thing over everything when it comes to that other size. And it's like to me my notes is telling me my the last nine minutes was all hustle. The last nine oh run. Um, was all hustle. They just out hustled these guys. Yeah, that's moving out cute. See, playing like, nah, man. This is, you supposed to be like, it's Ruined. like they ruin, yeah. yeah, they ruin a classic stack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the champions are the champions because they did what it took. You know, Joe, you know, I was thinking to myself all season, like, what are they going to do if Joe has an off night? Guess what? Joe never had a fucking off night. They never had to worry about that shit. Uh, he walked, he walked, walked through it. When I he say walked walk through the league, 
He walked himself to a whole bunch of trials. Props to him. He got hella teeth workouts now. Like, nigga, he out here. He out here. No. I like that. I hope that it makes other players that just retired or felt like they left a little too early on the cusp come in and play and possibly get called back up. You know, that, that could be good recruiting for the league, you know? I just feel like there's a lot of guys that's now – when you see guys of Joe's stature, those statue, statue playing, get, um, guys like Gilbert Arenas putting his face in, on the organization, um, yeah. on, a, on, a front, on, on, the, on the league, those type of things to me will make other players more comfortable to come out. It's going to get – because it's getting better and better and younger and younger. Yeah. Like, I want to see – like, we're getting more of those overseas guys or those fringe NBA players coming here playing. And I think it's gonna stay that way. Where it's it's gonna it's gonna continue. And I to hope the, and I hope the overseas guys, because what I'm hearing from a lot of them, I know a lot of guys that are playing overseas, and I asked them why they wouldn't play in the league, and what they're saying is their teams see that as like you giving up or like beneath what you're doing. Like why would you why would you like stoop that low? To you know what I mean? Almost like you on your way out. And if you are in any like 30 and up, you gotta like act like you still got it. You know what I'm saying? Got it. But I'm just like, at some point, those European leagues are gonna have to see this is dead ass. For the cheap, for the low, for some if you come if you playing overseas, this is no nothing. This money's nothing to you. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of guys would rather just keep their summer free because they want to rest. But I'm hoping that some of those guys that are not getting those max, those major contracts in those EuroLeague teams overseas that got game, instead of climbing the ladder, because what you have to do, sometimes you start off low and like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, low lower league and build up to the B you league. Work your yeah. way up. I had to do that when I played, you know, ball back, back in the day. But a lot of those guys can climb that ladder through this league. You know what I'm saying? Come kill it. And then you can – use that tape to get other deals, to get higher, you know, teams. So I think it's just a win-win for, you know, a lot of guys. And hopefully they just all start seeing it that way. Um, and it just grows. They can't get many more teams. It's just not going to work out. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, in summer, you're not going to get more than this much of somebody's time. You see what I mean? So unless they start playing two games a weekend and paying these guys more money, then I don't know. I just feel like they're going to have to be stuck with this amount of teams and just the talent is going to get better. You know what I'm saying? Certain niggas are going to make the team that made the team last. Well, they might have three cities on Saturdays and three cities on Sunday. Yeah, but that's tough to do, especially right now. You would have to commit to literally making this a real league. And then that way it would be more money involved, which would require, like, niggas to actually like practice with each other not just the day before and I just don't think they willing to pay that much for guys time because the summer is really a lot of guys only time with their children okay. so and it's the time off especially if you're playing overseas so I don't know but I mean anything's possible Anything's possible. I think eventually they just need to let the NBA buy this shit and they just have teams in certain cities you know, the Atlanta triplets. <laughs> oh, something like that. That would. Yeah, the Pittsburgh 
killer threes. That's their colors. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so, so you want the NBA? To, so you want the NBA to have a hand in it? I mean, if the NBA puts their hand in, that's more money for the players. I'm always with that. Okay, that makes sense. And if they it continue to allow them to smoke weed, <laughs> if they can smoke weed in the in the in the fucking big three, and it's attached to the NBA. Oh, you already know the players gonna be like, whoa, 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 whoa. How do you can smoke at weekend? Then at that point, we gotta start talking about some other shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see. But I think they're in some of the league. Yeah. So anyway, um, and we also gonna probably see more women coaches because if you saw the last two women. The one with women. And they're probably taking more serious, too. Yeah, they dead ass about it. Yeah. And they make the players, like, you can't play on those teams if you're not serious. Like, women, we just ain't going to do that. We're not going to just sit around and, and jack off with y'all. No, nah, nigga, we're going to do something. <laughs> and I think a lot of those legendary coaches, the guys I was talking about who are, you know, on the rosters, they might just be happy to be there, you know. They might is that how you feel, or that's or that's the um... I mean, I watch practice, and there's definitely differences in coaches. Like there's certain coaches. I mean, you were there. There's certain coaches that ain't just digging in their ear over there. <laughs> A lot of niggas is shooting around, <laughs> you know. And then there's other the coaches with a clipboard and shit, fucking ready. Like yeah. So today we finna work on this. Okay, y'all get y'all shots up, but then we got to run these sets. Like, there's, you can tell. <clears throat> yeah, we see. Don't even, that coach don't even show up to practice. <laughs> you know, some players don't show up to practice. It's not a big deal. That's true. That is true. I seen that. <laughs> yeah, you witnessed that with me. I'm thinking I'm going to get an interview with somebody. They didn't, they not there. And I'm just like, wait, are we cool with this? <laughs> <laughs> but that shows you but that'll show you right there when you get to the playoff when it's time to you know really get it done <laughs> it was fun it was fun let's go to talk about some more shit besides the big three we got you got a little time about oh yeah we yeah we good hold on so I know you saw Shaq and Kobe and hold on oh wait hold on hold on I don't know the shit I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to tell my editor to edit this out. Hey, I, thought but I, can't see, I can't see the minute marker on this thing. I can see it at home because my... Oh, you know, man. My ear tell me that I would have did that. Well, it's all right. We'll figure it out. I see a pause button. I guess I could have paused it right there. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to tell him to leave all this in here. Fuck it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Fuck it. Anyway, so I know you saw Shaq and Kobe going at it. You know, Kobe said if Shaq would have been more, uh, what did he say? Uh, serious. Took the game serious, more serious. Took the game more serious that he would have been the greatest. You know, Shaq took it away. What is your opinion on there? Look, we're not going to add Dwight Howard to it because this is what I know he got put in at some point, but we don't need to talk about that. The Shaq and Kobe part, what did you, what was your opinion on that? Um, two things. First, Kobe was disrespectful. Mm. You know what I mean? Like to me, 
people don't want to say it, but that's just it, it's very disrespectful to say because when you look at the situation and you're involved in the situation, you shouldn't be talking about what another person should have been doing in the situation. Kobe that's like saying the reputation of doing that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel like the Kobe fans and stands. They hate when you bring up that he'd be doing whole shit. Like they really whole shit, like, like, he a whole nigga for doing No, this. you speaking on another man like you move perfect. Like right. that's why it's like, no, nigga, if you would have passed the ball more, if, <laughs> or we could have won more. If you'd have been comfortable being a number two player or one B player, we could have won more. If you'd have been comfortable, you know what I'm saying, up keep coach, uh, you know, uplifting your teammates. Guy, it's it's a whole lot of other variables that you can yeah. say other than that, that, that involve you as a player. Then that make you shouldn't have to speak on another man as a player. Else. Instead of speaking on what somebody else should have done, he should have yes. done what he should have done. Yes, he could have been like he should have been. That's what I'm. I'm just, he like you know what in our relationship he 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 could as a, if he would have been a stand up dude or whatever. Then he would have been like you know what in our time together, it's some things I could have done differently. Because even though Shaq was out of shape, he still was averaging 30-something and 13. So, I mean, maybe I should have been more this. Or I could have been, you know, I could have been a better teammate. Or I could have just been more accepting of my Kobe role. You not be Kobe because, you know, that's how Kobe yeah. is. Like, Kobe is the I kind of guy. Type shit. I'm just saying, like, I'd be like, it just, yeah, it just, that's why I feel like it was disrespectful on his part. And, and Shaq was just a bitch. I mean, just like. Yeah, man, that's that's bitch shit to me. Yeah, I don't know Shaq, and I feel that I know it sounds disrespectful, but in the hood where I'm from, that's like if somebody somebody say something disrespectful to you or out of line towards you, and you know it's out of line, mm-hmm. and then you start talking about another weaker person in the room. Oh, I ain't tripping, man. We good, but that that old weak that weak motherfucker over there, he better get his ugly ass on. Yeah. That's Why are you talking about him? This the motherfucker that's been this. This the motherfucker that that got you traded. This the motherfucker to keep taking shots at you in the media. This the motherfucker that told on your wife. This, the, you know what I'm saying? Like God, this. Why, the do you, why do you think he does that though? Like, why do you do you think that there's a reason? Like, because to me, he has every right to say something. But do you think it's because Shaq's trying to not be like like a nigga? Maybe I don't know. That's what I said. I don't know. That's why I said I don't know if it's don't want to be that or whatever it may be, but that's some weird shit. Like, but with everybody else, you don't be giving a fuck. You talk about them. You got your shacks and the food. You got this, and you say everything under the sun about everybody else. But when it comes to that, you don't say nothing. Maybe, maybe Kobe knows where some other dead bodies are buried. Oh, I, you know, maybe he's got like, hey, nigga, ooh, I want to woo you. Lucky you know that shit, nigga. <laughs> uh, hey. That shit, I will flame you. Maybe that, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he knows some other dead bodies. And Shaq is just like, ooh, I swear. I, I swear I could get him. Let me get Dwight for him. Like, I'm going to hit Dwight in the mouth because Kobe don't like Dwight either, so. Man. So that's what I'm saying. Let me make cool with the Kobe. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, at some point, you're going to be like, say, bro, keep my name out your fucking mouth. When you interview, talk about you. Yeah. If you don't got nothing good to say, say next question. So now, now, I I, I wanted to, I, 
ask you this because I kind of knew how you would respond to that, but now I'm setting you up. So now I want to ask you this. So who would you rather, Shaq or Kobe, in their prime? I mean, everybody would take Shaq. Man, come on, man. And like, not nobody, nobody I know has said Shaq yet. Well, kind of, yeah. And I bet everybody you asked was from L.A. probably, too. <laughs> God damn. Everybody you asked from from I California. Mean, I didn't see anybody on social media, any of the uh, media people picking uh, Shaq either. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, that's the weirdest shit on earth to me. So <laughs> if you had one choice, if you had, you could only pick one of them, you would pick Shaq over. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't even hesitate. That's like we I've seen him dominate on the biggest stage. You've I've seen, seen him dominate on the biggest stage. No, I haven't. Why not? I've, I've, I've seen him shoot a lot on the big stage. I've never seen him dominate on the big stage. I've seen Paul Gasol come through in the fourth quarter on the big stage for him. I just I've never seen a, a Dwayne Wade type of performance, a Magic Johnson game seven type of performance, a LeBron James game five, six, or seven type of performance, uh Tim Duncan almost quadruple double in the game four type of performance. Shaq averaging thirty-eight and sixteen. We've never seen nothing like that when we mentioned Kobe. He's played in seven, eight finals. So no, stop that. He now he had a good he had a good series against Orlando. You be doing all my dirty work. Did you hear me oh, just say man. I'm you I'm up? just saying, man. <laughs> I like Kobe. He's a great player. But when y'all do this is y'all that's disrespectful, man, to the all Every, other people. Let me people. tell you what, what what the majority are saying about why Kobe shouldn't should be picked over Shaq is that Shaq needs someone to give him the ball, period. Kobe don't need nobody to give him the ball. He can do it all by himself. Shaq actually somebody to give him the ball. We're talking about winning. We're talking about basketball and winning. Not no shit because you if that's the case, we shouldn't talk about no bigs being good or no like that's talking about no bigs being more important yeah. than no, I, no. I feel like it's it's no. No, Man, it depends. I don't feel like it's, it's always accepted. There are many big men that I would choose over a, a dominant top. 50 guard. Yeah, it's four of them. We Let know who those we know who, um, from our era, Elijah Wan, Chad, Tim Duncan, and, and uh, oh, hell no. Oh, come on. Uh, come on now. I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, my fault. <laughs> the Admiral? We talking about, yeah, we talking about like up there. Yeah, we talking about like even Admiral. Admiral. Yeah, Admiral's in that conversation. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But but even less, like you know, Dirk Nowitzki over some guards. You know what I mean? Like it's. But I don't know what how to classify him. So, cause I wasn't looking at him in the center conversation. Yeah. But, but from the That's centers. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you gonna have a group of guys soon that LeBron size, like Durant's gonna be in that. I feel like Dirk because Dirk is more of the the forward portion of yes. that 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 type of body. You know, there's going to be the guard version and the forward version, but I feel like like Lamar Odom is in that discussion. Um, what's the nigga name? Uh, Boss. Uh, uh, Bosh. Oh, Chris Bosh. Yes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's a it's a little little tweener area right there, and I think that that position is going to continue to dominate the NBA as long as we continue to have all these GMOs. 
and have all this soy in the food and make keep drinking uh cow titty juice and uh thinking it's making their bones strong. We're gonna continue to see those type of bodies playing, you know, shooting Position, off. Positionless basketball. Positionless basketball. All right. Um <clears throat> you saw Demarcus Cousins had an arrest warrant out for him. <laughs> Did you hear the video? No, I didn't. Well, I didn't listen to it. I feel sorry for him. And I, didn't. I listened to it, and um, I'm gonna keep it real. I I probably bet that's a common thing in a lot of hood relationships. A nigga saying, "Man, I'm gonna put a fucking bullet in your head to his baby mama," because he's pissed off that she's playing with him. Now, do I take it seriously? No, but are niggas putting bullets in bitches' heads? Yes, the fuck they are. You know what I'm saying? So who am I to not take it serious? But what I will say is I know a lot of bitches that hear that from their baby daddy, if they think they cheating on them, the nigga will say some shit like that. Y'all put a bullet in you and that nigga head. Yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah, or female. I'm gonna say I cut you. I keep on. You what? I'm gonna slice that bitch throat. Right. <laughs> with my nigga, I'm gonna slice. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's happening out here. But yeah. when you're Demarcus Cousins, you can't be doing that dumb shit. You gotta be smarter than that. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point, if you you like, I feel like niggas. I'm tired of niggas complaining about their baby mama, how much money they got to pay. And when you, you got, you got $300,000 a year nuts inside of you, my nigga. Shoot it carefully. Straight up. Stop making bad, raw decisions. You, you got to know the mental stability of your baby mama before you fuck her raw. And if you think she's crazy or you think she will hold your son from you from your wedding just to get under your skin, to record you to saying some goofy ass shit, you should know that. Why you don't know that? Man, I I, I really be feeling like, man, they can't be making dumb decisions, man. And once you yeah. make a dumb decision, they know how and to get under your skin. trying to capitalize off your dumb decisions. Yeah, they know how to get under your skin. Like, when, yeah. once you make a decision, you know, dudes make baby mama decisions based on how a chick look. Like, oh, man, I'm not I'm not pulling out that motherfucker. Yeah, I ain't pulling out. I'm standing there, all muscle. Next thing you know, you're on Instagram bitching, talking about your son, your, your baby mama got a whole new body on you instead of using the money to take care of your kid. Oh, well, nigga, you don't get to decide what she do with the money. Make better raw decisions. Make better raw decisions. Yeah. yeah you get something you can't give back. And now you have a warrant out for your arrest and you can't travel because you just had ACF surgery. He got married on Saturday, had the surgery wrapped around that next Monday. And now he can't fly and there's an arrest warrant in like Alabama somewhere. Mm, that's where you're and I'm just like, this is what you get. Like everything is just going bad for him right now. Like he just keep having injuries and then they lost the championship, so he never got a ring. He never got a bag. Like, then the, the nigga finally signs with the Lakers for a year and tears his knee playing a friendly. And now you got an arrest warrant. Like, 
it's like, man, this one, he, he going from potential Hall of First Battle Hall of Fame to what mm -hmm. happened to what's his name? That rhyme, though. <laughs> that rhyme. That was a bar. <laughs> but yeah, y'all niggas need to stop. Don't don't blame these women because y'all doing dumb shit. She she recorded you. And you probably didn't mean it. But guess what? She don't know that and she can act like she don't know that, even if she know that. Man. You know, and she can hold your baby from you, your wedding, if it's not your weekend. She can. She got that right. Your wedding around your weekends, nigga. <laughs> Straight up. That is facts. Like. You asking for a favor from a bitch that don't even really fuck with you, clearly. <laughs> if she's recording your conversation. Now that I agree with. You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Nah. Watch out. Yeah, no. Nah. Make decisions. Uh, um, what else is going on? Did I? We didn't really get to discuss this Jay Z stuff, did we? Nah, you, we didn't. Let's, we let's talk, do, well, we talked about it off the air. Let's let's have let's have a convo about this because now there's new developments. Did you hear? No, what's the new development? Let me read the new developments because you know now because oh, we're, we're past kneeling. Here's something that we're not past. We're not past Sam Bowen apparently. Um, where it at? Damn it, where it at? Shit. Hmm. Here we go, here we go. Today, the NFL and Rock Nation announced the launch in, of Inspire Change Apparel. Inspire Change. Inspire Change Apparel. <laughs> and songs of the season as part of their new partnership. Inspire Change Apparel, a new social enterprise model will fund and support Inspire Change programs across the country. Proceeds from the venture will support organizations committed to the key priorities of Inspire Change, education and economic empowerment, police and community relations, and criminal justice reform. The Inspire Change apparel line designed by artists will be available later in 2019 season. Songs of the Season is a multi-tier season-long initiative that will highlight superstars and emerging artists of all genres. Songs of the Season will showcase musicians that will create and deliver a song <clears throat> to be integrated in all NFL promotions each month during the season. The songs will debut during an in-game broadcast and will simultaneously and will be simultaneously released to all digital streams, streaming platforms worldwide. All proceeds from the songs will go towards Inspire Change. <laughs> Meek Mill Rhapsody Megan Trainer will perform as part of the NFL kickoff as the league begins its 100th season. The artists are the first to perform at an NFL even event <clears throat> since the league formed a broad partnership this month with Jay-Z. So, so Jay-Z gets a clothing line. And since Meek Mill owe him some money anyway for helping him get out of jail, he might as well perform for him, right? It's all working out. It's all working out for everybody. Win-win. I see I'll... no... I, I don't understand how uh, performing songs that we already, we already entertain the world. 
We are music. Black people are music. And now we're just gonna do music and make up a clothing line that's gonna go to who Jay-Z thinks it should go to. That's it. Oh, there's more. Okay, I gotta keep waiting, I think. Wait and see. See, see what, I mean, I see, I see them, I see them trying to generate a little revenue. Um, we got to see just, it's, it's hard, man, because we got to see really how detailed this, their. <clears throat> why we can't know? Why we, why we don't know yet? Why, why we can't say anything? I mean, I, I mean, that is, that's, that's, there's some truth. There's something to be said about that, why we can't say anything. But at the same time, we still got to look at, um, they could say more like what what organizations are they going to be using like what have have they already picked the organizations like what what organization will fight is it something to fight crime is it well are, we you, gotta, are, you, are you donating to caps organization yeah. been had boots on the ground for three years him his entire team are you going to donate to them yeah, so donate to michael thomas's organization you know he's been doing these backpack drives he's been doing all this work kenny stills are, where where are you going? Because these are the guys that you said were past kneeling, and since you didn't talk to them and ask them why they're still kneeling, you wouldn't know that they are doing other things. Also, they're doing stuff you're trying to do. You could have did it with them, partnered with them. You could have made this whole playlist, this little album for the the community with them. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm seeing the gap at. That's what I'm saying. Like I. I wanna. I don't wanna speak negative about a movement or something they're trying to do, but we do. We do need more information, and it can be available at some point. It should be just like how right now they they were able to come with these music playlists and their apparel. They had they they already have revenue ideas in mind. They can already have some organization platforms that they're going to use. What what's the, what organization is going to be the main focus? Who, the, you know, the main ones of father. What, what about police reforms? Are yeah, you that's what I'm saying. Who, because what you're who, doing? Yes, who has who a top organization? What Kaepernick is doing and what Michael Thomas is doing, they're doing that also. They're doing police reform things as well. I know this because I follow them on social media. They doing ride alongs. They doing the getting the police into the community, talk to the kid. They're doing that. That's so why I said why we be doing this with them. That's the problem. I can I could see that being an issue. But that's what that's what I'm looking for to change. Like I'm not it's cause they still have time. They haven't really pushed any organization on any type of agenda to the front. But that's what I'm looking to see. Now, like one, who's who company. Yeah. Who's the company? Who's gonna be the who's gonna be the major organizations? Like, what's the number one police reform place? Uh, group organization. What's the number one? You know, hate crime. Uh, group. You know, organization. Who, who in what cities? What states? Like, we. I feel. I was thinking that he was gonna. They're gonna use that platform to make some make their light bigger. Yeah. You know, to give us our information about those people and how it's going to make it, you know, to make more people come together. Yeah. But until if, if that don't happen, then 
it's some bullshit and people can say all those negative things that they're saying about Jay-Z to be true, but it's starting out shaky. Mm -hmm. Did you see the video that surfaced of Jay-Z? Um, I don't want to misquote him, but here's how I took it. Um, and, I, and I'm about to try to find it actually, just so I don't even get this nigga wrong, but he's basically saying that you know, he's talking about being from the hood in the ghetto and not having a father figure and not having and being the 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 voice of his household and being like the man per se. And then um he talks about being not being able to receive authority because he's the man in his house. And then when the police come up to you and you know they they're aggressive with you because you don't have a father in the home you don't know how to accept that type of authority. And so then you die. That's what I got from the shit. I got to watch the video and see. Uh, yeah, Cause it's the truth of growing up, growing up without um, leadership um, or without direction can make you have a problem with authority because you've done everything on your own direction. But that and us getting killed by cop don't go hand in hand. That's stupid. I don't give a fuck if every single black yes, every single black person that. Yeah, police that's, is still gonna do what the fuck they do. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, you know, so that's like saying all those the the people who who exhibit. I grew up in, which we grew up in, and having an adverse feeling for authority. Right, your father's gone, so you like. I hate my dad. Oh, nobody tell me what to do. I'm the man in the house. And then you hit the street and you run into a police officer. And his first thing is, put your hands up, freeze, shut up. And you're like, excuse my language, everybody. You're like, fuck you. Right? So that, in that infection causes people to lose lives. You think about the idea of... Yeah, see, like, in my opinion, those... That example also. No, those are not examples that we should use. Yeah. Because those are unfair examples, because those examples are painting narratives and painting pictures and making it seem like every time we get pulled over, every time something happens, this is what we're doing. We're doing this because of this. Yeah. Yes. They, they're, nobody, they're not... Nobody's saying fuck you every time either. Some, a lot of these people that's dying getting shot in the back, nigga. Yeah, like just, yeah, those those words or or that's some those were some ill advised words. Try yeah. to sound it's, it that was an ignorant those are that's an ignorant ignorant statement. I say the, the NFL they smart as fuck. They done took everybody's daddy, all the black community's daddy, and said, Guess what? He's on our side now. So now y'all gotta come on back. Y'all y'all gotta be on this side too, because Jay Z's with us. And you know, whatever he does and whatever Beyonce does, the black community does because of the things that they have done. But I feel like people don't really, it's almost like they don't even understand the disrespect he did to the people that are still kneeling in this league that is clearly don't have no reason to do anything for the black community, for what? No one does anything for us. This government don't do nothing. Nothing is for the black person in this country. We're the last to get approved for loans, for anything, for businesses, homes, anything. We're the last to get the jobs. 
We're the last to get books in our elementary schools. Like we're the last to get proper policing, proper food in our communities, proper air, you know, proper water. We get the shitty end of everything in this country. So why would we think the NFL will actually give a fuck about us when nobody else does? Why would they have to? Because some niggas is kneeling? They're pissed. And now it's like, no, we finna make y'all look stupid by getting y'all daddy up here and saying we passed that. (sighs) And we finna fake and make it look like, just like this this country acts like welfare is helping the black community. There's more white people on welfare than black people. There's more white people in this country. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, they're just gonna do little things to mind fuck us and trick us and make the, us think that something different is happening. When in reality, if you really want to keep it a thousand, all you would have to do is get the owners to agree that the reason that these guys are kneeling, majority of the reason they're kneeling is because the police are treating black people like shit. They're killing us. They're planting drugs on us. They're illegally arresting us. They're beating our ass. And even when we do get them in court, they don't get convicted at all. And then there's a civil lawsuit that, well, yeah, you were responsible. So we're going to give them a million dollars and go about your business. That's how it happens. So if the owners of the NFL was like, what they saying is true. Yeah. Black people are getting fucked over. That would be enough right there to just start a conversation. But they can't do that. They cannot go against their own system. And then we put somebody, and then a person that we entrusted in that you put in to be as the face of it, of our movement, supposed to be the voice for us, for our people, gets up there and make comments like that instead of, you know, make the comments like he made instead of comments like, you know, we can be doing, you know, we, the, what they're doing is wrong. Like they're, they're, Become they're gunning innocent people down instead of speaking on that and saying what can we do to make them look at us as 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 people and not something other than whatever however they're looking at us instead of talking like that he talking like putting the onus on us like we're the reason this is happening if we change this if we just learn how to talk like this or be like be submissive basically to Whatever they're saying. These fathers in the household. Yeah, and talk about being submissive. Let's not talk about how these a lot of these fathers are in jail because of this system you're speaking of. Illegally in jail. You know, for some fuck shit. But but let's not let's not talk about what the real fucking problems are. Let's just let us know what we could do better. You know, I just I just can't. I can't. I can't. Sorry. Yeah, that's fucked up. But you, like I said, when you look at it from those perspectives, like that shit, that's that's fucked up. The angle, the angle he chose, the angle, yeah, he just he just been diving all in, trying different fucked up angles. But like I told everybody, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna just I'm gonna wait and see. I'm gonna hope for the best. I want something positive to come of this. If Jay Z can get these NFL owners to be like NBA owners. If they could actually allow players to capitalize and market themselves, not just a shield or a number, you know, all that shit. NBA players is marketed as their face. NFL players is marketed as a shield. You know, like at least get some more, get some guaranteed money in these fucking pockets. Extend the medical uh, care for the players. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Do something. If, if you're going to be here, if you're going to fucking shuck and jive and coon and get your check, nigga, make sure that they get something out of it too. Because their own league is not only disrespecting people that look like every nigga on their, on their fucking roster, they disrespecting the players as players. Their CBA is trash. You know what I'm saying? Talk these niggas into holding out. Be like, hey, hold out, y'all. Hold out. Y'all got the juice. I'm finna get this check for this place, this, you know what I'm saying? This little album and this clothing line. But y'all should hold out because these niggas ain't finna, ain't doing nothing else that I'm asking them to do. Like, do something positive. Like, give me something. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. No, don't say do something because they could be doing something positive and their mindset. Not, not no bullshit, not no smoke and mirrors type positive shit. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, then that's what I'm saying. It better okay. be a gotcha bitch at the end of this where he, if he does become an owner of a team, he fucking put Cap as the quarterback. I better see that type of gotcha or something. Because I don't see none of these billionaires letting Jay-Z be a majority owner of their team. And I don't, although I see it playing out on the show Ballers, that's what's happening right now. Uh, the Rock is getting ready by the Kansas City Chiefs as the first majority black owner. And I oh, feel like wow. all this was going on, and they pretty much about to play it out. So I want to see how it happens on Ballers and see if it happened the same way in real life. If if, if Jay it does. He don't have enough money by itself to become a majority owner. He doesn't. He just got to billionaire. These niggas got multiple billions in. I don't give a fuck what you say. It ain't easy getting from one billion to two. That's that's a nigga. That's a lot of money. But um, how much do you think it costs? It don't cost that much to buy a team, though. No, each team has its own worth, its own price, and everybody's is different. And I think the highest is the is the Cowboys. Yeah, that was like because the they didn't the Panthers sell three not billion, too long ago. How much? I think it was three billion, two, two billion, two or three billion. Are you serious? I think so. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. I'm looking it up now. Two point two billion. Wow. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? He got half, but he got to he got to put everything together. You know what I'm saying? You gonna need some help, so. Hopefully he get that team together that I heard about. I heard that there was a team of niggas getting ready by the Panthers. And when Diddy said he was putting Cap on the roster, they they didn't even entertain their bid anymore because he did that goofy shit. Wow. Yeah. So I guess you got to keep that quiet. You got to you got to play the role. Hey, no, nah, fuck Cap. He's done kneeling. That nigga gonna be on the team. As soon as you get the team, Cap, come on. <laughs> I would love to see that. You know, but we'll I got to get out of here, my nigga, because I got to go meet my homegirl for dinner. Oh, okay. Who, who's your homegirl? Who's this? Jenny's. <laughs> you know. I'll post on the story, nigga. You did. I appreciate you, Renee. All right. I'll holler at y'all. Hey, for those of you listening, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 129. Uh, I'm still on vacation. Dorian had me miss my live show. 
um, that was supposed to be on Saturday, but we postponed it to October 26th. So please mark your calendars for October 26th in Miami at Miami Light Project. I'm thinking about making a Halloween theme since it's five days from Halloween and it's on a Saturday beforehand. So if you are planning to come, make sure you start planning your costume because I'm gonna be giving away costume, best costume prizes if I do that as well. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. I fought a cold war In the dead of the hot sun Now take me back to